Welcome. You are now listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Show with Roshan Lugani, Eric Olson, and Adrian Nicholson. This show is an exploration of ideas to help you work towards your ideal retirement. Roshan Lungani and Eric Olson serve clients across the U.S. They offer financial planning and investment advice through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and securities through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and NFA. Get ready for the financial independence of your dreams. Welcome to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. I am your co-host, Roshan Langani, here with Adrian Nicholson today. Eric has uh, called out sick today, I should say. He had uh, uh, been worked on his house. He can't join us. So, Adrian, you and I are driving today. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to do another episode. I'm always excited to be here on the Retirement Lifestyle Show. It's been a pretty solid week for the most part couple late nights here and there, but no big issues. I was up actually pretty late last night because I was thinking about the podcast. I was thinking about in the future, like if the podcast really picks up a lot of traction, who would be like two people I'd love to have on the podcast and just ask them questions. And I thought that that, that just kept going through it all, all night. And I came up with uh, two individuals who I'd love to interview that I think would be uh, good on the podcast. Uh, I'll start with my uh, first one, who I think would be like a great person to interview. You might get a kick out of this. But first, Roshan, what comes to mind when I say the Oracle of Omaha? Definitely the number one person on my list would be uh, Buffett. Bring Warren Buffett in. That'd be great. Okay. Now think of this nickname. Who do you think of when I say the Oracle of Memes? I've never heard of that before. Who's I, that? I never heard of it until last night, but the Oracle of Memes is Elon Musk, and I, and I would really enjoy just interviewing him. I love the nickname. That'd be my first uh, question to him. What do you think of the Oracle of Memes? And apparently he's gotten it because how he is on Twitter, posting about memes, always talking about what's trending, kind of his influence and like the whole like Reddit movement right now, I think is is very interesting. It's just so many questions about it. I love just to see where he comes from and his standpoint on it. What's his process when he sends out his tweet? What's his whole thing about uh, like posting videos of Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency that he's just been talking about a lot? I just I have so many questions for him. He's such an interesting person. I think that would be a, a really fun conversation to have. I would completely agree with you there. He's definitely someone, when you said people we'd like to interview, he would be on uh, on the list for sure. Uh, I um, I do audio books. I think I've told you told you that before. I go through a ton of those, and one of them I listened to was um, uh, was the book on him, and they uh, they made a great point that there are not too many people that in multiple industries have created these huge businesses that have that have taken off you know they they compared him to jobs in that book but yeah i i would i think that'd be a great one you said you had two who's the other one well before i get to the other one would there be anybody who you would just love to have on this podcast in the future just like if i had this person on the podcast i'd feel like i made it in the podcast industry huh, i guess I, I i i'm not sure about feeling like i made it I, I i thought about the person i'd love to talk to and the oracle of omaha warren buffett would be on my list, him and Munger would be really uh, fun to get get interviewed. I, I just love 
one, their wealth of knowledge, two, sometimes, um, uh, you know, they're both known for some of their quotes, but they, they, they just have some of the funniest responses to questions, uh, questions as well. I remember I, I've been to, um, uh, you know, the, the Woodstock of finance, their annual meeting a couple times. And I remember at one of them, I don't remember what the question was, but, uh, the guy, Buff, it was like a 20-year-old asking a question, and either Buffett or Munger basically said to them, if I had your age and my money, it'd be a perfect world. And they just seem to come up with, with answers to questions like that, like that all the time. They're very quotable. So I think that would just be a lot of fun to interview, interview them. I don't have a second one. I, I need to give it some more thought. How about, who, what's your second? Uh, my second one would be uh, Sean McVay. He's the LA Rams head coach. He's the, <laughs> okay. he's the youngest coach in the NFL. And my, my biggest question for him would be, why did he turn down that ESPN deal? ESPN apparently offered him millions of dollars to give up his uh, coaching position just to be like an analyst for ESPN. And if you think about it, an analyst for ESPN, it's a lot more relaxed job, potentially making a lot more money. And he's a, he's a really young guy. so really think about all the stress coaching could really put on him, could really age him forward. So uh, that'd be one things I ask him. I think that'd be like a good topic on the retirement lifestyle show. Someone that's so young, gets offered a lot more money for a uh, new position, maybe less stress. And uh, what would be kind of the factors that make you choose that? I think that'd be a pretty good topic. And also something that's interesting, his fiance went to my college GMU. So I think that's a pretty interesting connection as well. Did she? I remember. Uh, I I th- I think he lived in Centerville, so he. I, I could be wrong, but he you know, when he was with the Redskins, you could have you know walked to his house and knocked on his door back then and <laughs> got an interview with him. Yeah, exactly. It would have been, it would have been really fun. So that, those were the two people I thought would just be so much fun to uh, just interview and hopefully maybe have on this podcast one day. It'd be uh it'd be really great. But we can uh. We can move forward to our main topic today. Our main topic that we wanted to talk to and discuss today is cybersecurity and data protection, which is a really interesting and really important topic. The the main thing about cybersecurity and data protection is just keeping your private information protected and safe from damage and theft. And if you want to, some of the reasons why it's extremely important, it's just kind of a little bit of a rundown is that organizations and institutions have been faced with a cybersecurity attack or at some point in the future will be faced with a cybersecurity attack. And it's it's just really important just to think about it because these are big institutions, big organizations that have a lot of workers, a lot of resources that can protect them and prevent future cybersecurity attacks or some uh, hacker just trying to go after their data. Now, on an individual level, just taking just one person, for example, they don't have as much resources as big organizations, institutions have. They might not have the knowledge and expertise to really combat that. So just talking about what you could probably do on an individual level could be really important. Yeah, and Adrian, I wanted to uh, uh, to start uh, start out with uh, adding on to your introduction a little bit. We are the Retirement Lifestyle Show. And uh, and we cover financial topics a lot, uh, but we also want to cover other areas of importance. And this cybersecurity uh, piece really stands out with how much data is out there and can be 
captured. Uh, and the first thing that comes to mind for me is, is something like identity theft, right? You know, can, yeah. uh, so well, let's talk about how you can protect yourself. I've got, uh, we'll share this, um, resource, uh, once again, as the retirement lifestyle show, cybersecurity is important for everyone, but I did initially search for ways, um, uh, seniors can protect themselves is essentially the, the search I, I looked for, but this applies, applies to everyone. I've got a list to go through Adrian. I know you've got, uh, some lists as well. Do you want to start with your list or mine? Uh, we can start off with yours. And like you said, it's, uh, it's just really important where technology is moving more and more forward today. That means people are having their information and their private information more online and using technology to access this information. So that's why it's extremely important for you to be up to date on the trends, know how to protect yourself like these big institutions protect themselves every day from cyber attacks because you, you don't want your personal information, your financial information to just be looked at or taken or obtained by a, a third party source. So I think it's really important. So you can, you can start us off, Roche. I'm really excited about this topic. Yes. And uh, Eric, if when you're listening, we do uh, wish you were here. This was initially Eric's idea because he had uh, a lot of interesting information to share with us. But uh, unfortunately we can, maybe we can get a, um, summary from you on some of the ideas you had uh, on the next one but i'll start with the first item on the list so this is an article from protect seniors online we'll share that share it in the show notes please go there to find the link but the number uh one item they have on their list is create passwords and make them strong uh so they that point is not just for where you go online but it's also just for your devices uh, in general. So oftentimes what people are doing now is they'll have a computer, that computer will not have a password. So you just turn it on, they'll have a browser, in that browser will be stored all their passwords. So theoretically, if you if that computer is lost or stolen, then someone has access to, to everything and they actually don't need a password for anything. So first, make sure your devices have a password on them, make sure it's a secure strong password and um uh the recommendation is at least 12 characters including letters numbers and symbols and do not include personal information in there so secure password for devices and sites uh that's number the first item on their list what are your thoughts adrian yeah i like um starting off with passwords just making them as strong as possible and you, you do leave yourself vulnerable if you leave it all your passwords in um, one particular place. That's where it's also good to just have it in multiple areas. It's extremely important just having a very strong password and uh, using trusted devices is a, is a big thing. Say, for example, if you're using a public library and you're using it to log into something that has your personal data or your financial information, one, you're not using a private network. And two, you're using a, a device that's not trusted. So it's extremely important to be aware when you're logging in or using a password somewhere. Just use it in the safest, most private location that you, that you possibly can. And again, making passwords as strong as possible. And another thing that's kind of newly developed is, I know it's your favorite, Roshan, it's two-factor authentication. Do you want to dive in a little bit into that? 
Yeah. And I, you know, that's the second thing on the, on the list on this article is having uh, two factor authentication or two step authentication. So what they'll do is you'll go to log into something. And then in addition to the login and password, they'll send you a text message uh, or if you have an app, a link, I know for our uh, accounts, for, for the, the accounts we manage for our clients, it's a uh, login and password, and then it's a message to the phone to click on that, and it uses uh, facial recognition on the, uh, the iPhone for it. So it's, it's very secure to then add the, the two-factor. Um, that's the second thing on their list, an important one. I was thinking about the previous item, just having secure secure passwords. And um, I was just talking to someone about this and they were saying how it's they use one password for everything. So essentially, if you break into one, you can sort of get into everything, everything of theirs. And uh, I know in the past, I had been guilty of that as well, just because there are so many passwords that they're they're tough to remember. I've been guilty of it too. I've been extremely guilty of it too. Because like nowadays, like I said, technology is moving more and more forward. People are using online access for pretty much anything for social media to their, their bank accounts to what, whatever it may be at, at, at work. And it's just, there's so many passwords that you have to keep track of. And it's so easy to, am I using the correct password? Or is this the password for my other account? Just, you have to be organized as well when you have all this information. Yes. And I have to agree with you completely on that. I've never used any of these other, uh, services but there are these password services out there that will create passwords for you i've uh i have heard of LastPass as an example i have clients that have used them but i can't say that i have any personal experience uh with it but it might be might be something worth looking in looking into to have secure passwords for everything but then you need a password for LastPass, and you don't want to. You want a secure one, and one you won't. You won't lose. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then the last thing, it's kind of a little bit of joke on passwords, and we can move on to our list. Is when you're typing in a password and get it incorrect, so you you decide to change it, and you go through all the steps, and you type in a new password, and the message pops up: your new password can't be your old password. Yes, <laughs> that's the most classic joke with it. So that's that's pretty good. I have had that happen before uh, to me. So yes, I've, I've lived, I've been uh, a part of that joke. Um, next on this list, it says, think before you act. Uh, emails and communications that create a sense of urgency, uh, such as a problem with your bank account or taxes are likely a scam. Consider reaching out to the, to the source. I've actually received emails from before that, uh, someone's email got hacked and I, they sent an email to their entire contact list. And it said something like, um, I don't have access to my phone. I'm stuck somewhere. Please send me money. Right. And I'm sure everyone's heard of the, um, uh, the scam. I think it's the Nigerian Prince scam that you get emails from them saying they, they need money and they'll send you millions. If, uh, it's, it seems like a scam. It probably is. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And you bring up a, some pretty good topics and themes that I just want to go over where um, a common term is uh, phishing. And this is where it seems like a reputable source, uh, a business or something that looks very legitimate. 
And then they reach out to you when really on the other end, it's just a, a hacker trying to get your information. I think that's um, something to, that is really important. And then it's the whole thing. You have to think before you click. This is the kind of new phrase that they're using to help uh, people like combat cybersecurity attacks, hackers, or whatever it may be when people are trying to get your information. Think before you click. If something seems suspicious, it doesn't hurt to just maybe get a second opinion or reach out to somebody. If you're, if you're just not sure, just, hey, does this look legit? What, what, what do you think about this? Or just really be careful what you, um, that gets sent in your way. Because again, your information is very private. And again, it can be, a, can be very troubling and very difficult just to deal with anything like this is, is extremely important. And over time, again, as uh, technology moves forward, these hackers get more and more better at what they're doing. I, a big common thing is uh, putting your private information out there, let's just say on social media, and they'll use the information that you put out there to kind of um, make their scams a little bit better. For example, you can just say, oh, I had an amazing trip, amazing vacation at Cabo. And then you can get an email uh, um, later on in the week saying, hey, uh, you were at such and such place in Cabo and we need your, your information. It may seem legit to you. Oh, wow. How, how do they know this? But again, there are so many ways for people to get your information and use it to you. It's where you really have to think before you click. Just very be cautious on when it comes to your, your information. Yeah. And uh, what was the rhyme you had with this again? Think before you click is kind of the big phrase that they're they're using. Oh, I, I guess it doesn't rhyme. I just thought the the item on the list I have they they say when in doubt throw it out. Uh, but <laughs> That's it's a great one. Yep, it's it's saying the same thing. Links and emails uh, you can get if it if it um, looks unusual, delete it. And uh, also, scammers can make it look like emails come from your friends and family. So sometimes if it looks like a strange email from them. I've also, I don't know if you've experienced this. I also feel like text messages are starting to do uh, the similar similar thing where you get strange text messages. Just delete them, don't click on them. Yeah, um, I've, I've, that's actually been happening to me recently where I just get these just strange messages just out of nowhere. And the best thing you can do is just just delete it if you, uh, if you don't recognize it. And it, it, can, it can't happen to anybody. I, I mentioned on a previous uh, podcast that um, at the start of quarantine, my, my Twitter got hacked and then it just sent out uh, like uh, a sale of sunglasses to all the people in, in my uh, contact list for my Twitter. I'm glad I wasn't really big on Twitter and I didn't have that many people, but it's just, it's just super annoying. It'd be super frustrating when it happens just to really guard your information, update your passwords. I think a, a big thing that might be on your list is having your, your contact information also up to date on certain social media websites, your, your financial information, whatever it may be, making sure that your contact information is up to date so you can get alerts, your information is going to the correct place where it needs to be, is also a really uh, great step to help protect your data and make sure that your information goes where it needs to go. Yeah, my what what is it that you were selling that on your Twitter that they hacked it for? <laughs> they were uh, Ray Ban sunglasses. It was just uh, a link that was sent out to everybody, and uh, it was just really unfortunate. But it's it's in the past now. It's taken care of. My I no longer have a Twitter, 
I'm a little bit bummed out by it, but it's, you know, it's not bad just being off of social media a little bit more. And yeah, the, the uh, I, I guess it kind of did work out because I told the story enough that um, I got a gift of Ray-Ban sunglasses. So, Oh, <laughs> nice. <worked> yeah. <laughs> it worked out in the end, I guess. Yeah. yeah the, my brother-in-law had the same thing happen to him. I think it was on Instagram though, with uh, Ray-Ban's uh, sunglasses. Um Next, you actually touched on this with the social media stuff, but they say, um, uh, once again, they're using a rhyming title, Share With Care. It's adjust your privacy settings to limit who can see your information and just be careful of what you put online. Finally, avoid sharing your location. So uh, when you post stuff online, uh, and Adrian, I'm going to ask you, because um, you would know this better than me. Is is the standard when you post something online for it to share where you are at that moment? Uh, it is becoming more of a common trend, and it's just something you should think about more. I, I know it's very common with apps. Sometimes if you download a new app or whatever it may be, it asks if it could use your location or share your location, whatever it may be. And that's something that you know you need to decide whether you want your location shared or you or you don't want it to. And it's um, you might not have a choice unless you go into the like, uh, settings or disable it. So that's something also to consider and, and be and be aware of. It's a, it's extremely important nowadays where our, our phones are just. If you take them back a couple of years ago, they're they're just amazing, and they can they, when it comes to location, transmitting data, sending messages. Where it can. It has so much of your information, so it's always so important to understand what's enabled, what's not, what you're sharing, and what you're not sharing. So it's always, it's always good to check out your settings or look a little bit into it to see if you're indirectly doing it or not. Yes, yeah, and if that's the, the standard, I imagine that unless you actively go in and change it, that it's going to be shared. Uh, next, use security software. Uh, and this is something that that people I think are used to on their on their uh, computers, but you can you get it for your phone as well. So just having security software to protect you from yeah antivirus software, anti spyware software. Just make sure you are you are protected. Yeah, that's a that's a really big one. Um, one of the like kind of new ways that our hackers are are being able to look at your data or. They call it eavesdropping, where if you don't have it disabled or you're not um, exiting out all your screens or you don't have the right virus protection on your computer, they could be monitoring what you're doing, your um, actions online, whatever it may be. And that's why we talked about earlier in the podcast, it's really important to use trusted devices and private internet connections. Those are, those are always key to making sure are keys in order to keep your information private and just taking an extra step in order to protect yourself against hackers or, or attacks. And the software can definitely help, uh, help with that. Uh, next it's got, um, adjust your browser safety settings. And what they're suggesting here is to, um, first adjust it for optimum security. So you can look at your security settings. And second, they're actually saying clear your browser history every time at the end of every session so you don't leave a trail of sensitive sensitive data. Um, 
I probably haven't cleared my browser history setting since I got my computer. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's again, it just seems like these are just small little steps that can go in a, an extremely long way. Just doing whatever you can to really protect your data, I think is really important. And it, it wouldn't hurt to just have a, have a conversation about it because again, this could affect everyone in your, in your network. If you're, if you have a family, it'd be a great conversation just to have with your, your children or your grandchildren or whatever it may be, just a conversation with your significant others saying, Hey, what, what can we do to protect our information? What can we do? What are steps that we can take that we make sure that what we post online is what we want to post online, what we don't want to post online. How can we make sure it doesn't go online? Just taking all these steps you can and just having the conversation now, because uh, again, I, when, when I was growing up, I didn't have these big iPhones and computers that could access all the, this information. So I was protected in that way. But now as technology progresses further, people are getting more phones at younger ages. People are managing their, their assets online now as they move into retirement. It's, technology is definitely taking a step forward. So it's worth having the conversation to uh, just to add that layer of protection in your close network. It's, uh, it's pretty important because you do hear scary stories of people being extorted because hackers got their private information and now they're demanding money to get their information back or, or whatever, it may be, whatever it may be. And this can happen on all levels, whether you're a big executive of a company, whether you're retired and, and uh, not working or you're um, a, a high school or whatever it may be, this can affect you at all stages in life. Yeah, you you touched on a lot of a lot of things uh, there. Uh, one of the scams you mentioned earlier is phishing scams. Uh, I learned through looking into this that there is a, a scam called whaling. Have you heard of that one? I, I love these terms that they give them whaling, but um, no, I've never heard of it. But I'm really eager to find out what whaling is, Roshan. Please, I need to know. Well, yeah, it's just like phishing, except they say they target C level executives. And uh, and then they'll send emails. And apparently Snapchat CEO uh, got caught in this where uh, they somehow hacked into the Snapchat CEO account and sent mass emails to the employees and obtained a lot of sensitive information that way. No kidding. Wow. And it, and it shows like if, uh, if the Snapchat CEO can get his information hacked it's showing how you also need to take steps to protect yourself it doesn't matter what again um how tech savvy you you may be where it can happen but wow yeah that is a that is a really interesting uh story and it's also um if you're if you're involved in the the cryptocurrency space you might know this as well where this is also a an issue as well when it comes to protecting your your currency can you maybe dive a little bit into that for our listeners Roshan? Yeah, when we talked about that briefly on our previous uh, episode on cryptocurrency uh, or and crypto assets in general, but um, getting a crypto wallet and making sure that your it's your cryptocurrency is not sitting on whatever site you use or app you use to trade it, but it's actually offline in that wallet. Now, as there have also been stories recently about people forgetting their password for that 
uh, crypto wallet, make sure you you know the password because if you lose the password, you lose the crypto asset altogether. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's crazy thinking about. If you don't know your password, you won't have access in this case to your currency. And then you say there was like a, a story where like a consultant will reach out to you, say, "Hey, I can." figure out the password, but then they'll ask you for like a substantial amount of the, maybe your, your assets or your cryptocurrency. I don't think this is a, a scam, but, um, but there was a story of someone who had literally hundreds of millions of dollars. I, and I'm looking at it. Uh, I think it, if I, I did a quick search, but I think it was, uh, uh, someone that if this is the right person, cause I did find the story, but uh, Stefan Thomas was the person's name, uh, German-born programmer who had two hundred twenty million dollars on. Wow, um, incredible! Yeah, on the wallet, and he uh, uh, couldn't remember the password. And I don't remember if this happened to him, but someone contacted him. His story of not knowing the password and only having one attempt left, uh, I think, is this guy that got famous, and then someone contacted. This person had said, "Hey, I can help you figure it out for ten percent or something." I don't remember the numbers, but but um, if I was him, I would take the deal. I just need to catch back up on that story to find out if this is the person that in fact got contacted and if the password was was figured out. But um, but yes, if you've got that cryptocurrency, having a crypto wallet to keep it online will definitely be the smart uh, the smart move. And I would compare it to imagining, imagine having a wallet full of cash. If you lost it and you, you couldn't find it, well, someone else got all that cash. This is similar, whereas if you lose it, all, the, all your currency is gone. However, if you add the password, it's just like losing it if you, if you can't remember the password. Yeah, exactly. And that also brings up uh, another thing I found. It's another sort of like attack that hackers can do. It's called denial of service, where... And in that story's case where he had one more password attempt, where if people can uh, figure out your login information or just your, your username, they can, they can, in theory, just lock you out of your account by just putting in incorrect passwords. So this shows you not only do you need to keep track of your passwords, but also even your username some, in some cases is, is extremely important. Yes, and I've got a list of scams for us to go over as well. I've got three more items from the Protect Seniors online uh, site, uh, or three more tips from, from them on their list. One, the next one is use a default firewall security protection on your computer. If you're using like uh, Microsoft, uh, if you're using Windows, it comes with the firewall security to protect you. If you use uh, the software we mentioned earlier, any kind of security software, that'll have a firewall as well. So make sure that's turned on to help protect you. Um, number nine is pretty basic. It's just, uh, it says, remember to log out when you're done using something. So people, whether you have that computer with no password on it at the moment, and you just don't log out of something, someone else can get to it, similar to keeping the um, password stored in a browser. Yeah, and that's, again, I just want to emphasize the point of just using those trusted devices, using devices that are connected to your a private internet is just extremely important because all it can take is just one time and then of you just not logging out and then they have access to your, your information just 
being ordered put those safeguards in place take the take the necessary steps of logging out sometimes I, i'm guilty of that not just shutting my computer down all the way or not logging out of one of my social media accounts it's just always making sure that you're taking the steps in order to protect yourself and your your information because a lot of people do um, a lot of hackers are out there just to get in private information yeah, I remember um, this was a long time ago, probably 20 years ago, where twice I know people had left their emails up and then a friend as a prank sent an email from them to everyone else. So uh, that leaving things, uh, forgetting to log out of things, that's nothing, nothing new. Uh, and I guess back then it was uh, more, I, at least I think, used for pranking, whereas now you can lose serious information data money you you name it um yeah exactly right roshan yep the last one on their list it says consider support if you uh don't feel as knowledgeable uh family members adult family members friends grandchildren uh they might they i'm sure can help you help you with that so that's the last item on their list i have another uh, site which is safetydetectives.com on their blog they've got one titled the ultimate internet safety guide for seniors um once again it can be used by everyone but i just wanted to go through some of the scams they listed they listed on there adrian did you have any other uh best practices or tips before we move on to some of the scams that we've uh, seen out there uh, we can move forward i kind of just kind of integrated some of them um the topics that you brought up, I mean, I was right there with you. With some, some really great content and information for our listeners to take that level of protection. But then we can uh, move on to uh, the last article that you have or the last resource that you have. I'm really excited to hear it. Well, we mentioned the phishing already, which uh, or the whaling, which is where they try to steal personal information uh, via some kind of email. But some of the other scams they uh, they have are um the first one is security software scams you'll get a pop-up saying that your security has been compromised and they'll tell you to install software and um uh, and then if you install that software which is usually something fake they have access to your information they can literally watch everything that you uh that you do so what they're saying is never click on a pop-up box if it tells you your computer is infected. Uh, it's It says run a virus scan using your own software versus clicking on the pop-up. Yeah, exactly. And this uh, seems uh, very familiar. You also just like, sometimes it's like automated phone calls that you could receive, I think is also a common trend where it might not just be on the internet or an email you receive or, or a link. It can like we talked about earlier, it could be, it could be a text message or it could be an, uh, an automated phone call, which may seem legit at the time or may seem like correct where you, you need to take action. Again, what they do is that sense of urgency to, uh, to, to get the information I think is really important. So you just be aware it can come from many different angles. And again, the common theme is it's through technology. It's through either your computer or your phone or whatever it may be, anywhere where you have your your private information online is uh, is just the, the common trend. Yes, yes. Uh, next scam, lottery and competition scams. 
you get an email saying you've won a lottery that you don't remember entering. Uh, and that's the first point. You can't win a lottery you don't enter. So uh, ignore these emails. What they'll typically do is say, hey, you've won this. Give us your bank account or credit card information uh, so you can pay a processing fee. And so your winning can be transferred to you. And then they take this information and they uh, start using your bank account or your credit card for whatever they want. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a common one. I've never seen one of those before, but I bet they probably put in the email just a substantial amount of money that they want you to to focus on and just disregard all the other um, basically uh, shady stuff in, in the email. And I, and we talked about it earlier on the, on the article. This is why it's just so important where if you, if you do see something about like this and you're, and you're just not sure, it's always better to just to get a second opinion, just to, to reach out to somebody and, and, and let them know if you're, you're unsure again, we just want to bring home the common think before you click, before you take action, whatever, it, whatever it may be, it's better to be, to hesitate to think twice about it than to just go forward with it immediately. Yes. Yes. Definitely be careful and, and realize if, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, next, uh, romance slash catfishing scams. Uh, this says in, uh, this is where someone pretends to be someone, you know, and, um, uh, and they then try to get money from you in, in 2018, it says there were 2,900 cases for over $20 million. Wow, that's a, that's a really crazy amount when you think about it. And it's, it's become, that's more of a common trend. I remember there was just a, a TV show on this of just people just posing to be someone they're not just to get information or wh- whatever, it, whatever the case may be. And uh, again, they may seem, they might have like a conversation with you and they tried to build a, a relationship with you or whatever it may be, or just get that access to your, to your information. And again, it's hard to tell because they have that disguise of online. You can't physically see them. You don't know who it may be. And that's why it's, um, it's just extremely important just to just be aware and know that the person may be claiming to be somebody or may be, they may be claiming to be a certain business or whatever it may be, but you don't have that, that verification. And if you think about it, nowadays, it's, it's extremely hard too because people are home more, people are quarantining more, people are, are, on, are being forced to use the internet more to communicate and get their messages across. So that's why it's, it's just we're really emphasizing this point of just being aware on who may be on the other side. If you're not sure, it's really important that you just seek a second opinion, try and figure out what you can do and just think before you click or take any type of action. Yeah. Uh, yes. And you mentioned be aware. The tip is they have is the number one defense is common sense. Uh, some other things to look out for are its warning signs is they refuse to talk on the phone or won't take pictures. Uh, the relationship gets too serious too fast. They start asking for money. Uh, social media profiles look bare or newly created. Or, the, or they have a bunch of excuses. So that's just some of the things to look out for. The next one with an even bigger cost is the grandparent scam, uh, which has cost, it says, about $328 million per year. Um, and what will happen is a grandparent will receive a call or a text from a grandchild 
that say they uh, are desperate and they're in jail or at a hospital or trapped and they need money to get away from whatever the situation or get out of whatever situation uh, they're in. Yeah, again, the, the common theme with this is they try and create that sense of urgency is, uh, is, is key to, to that. Just trying to make you react quick, trying to keep you from uh, going to maybe a third party source to try and validate or verify who this may be. They wanted you to, again, they try and create the sense of urgency, like Roshan said, to not create that common sense or make you think twice or to, to get you to click on it or send um, money, whatever it may be. It's, it's just, um, there, there's warning signs that you should really look into that we, we hope that we went over that you can Again, put these uh, uh, guardrails in place to protect yourself and or maybe the people around you or, again, create that conversation that it might not be necessary now, but in the future could really help someone protect their and data that they keep online. Yep, you definitely need to be careful out there when you're when you're online. Those are the list of scams that that we had. Uh, those scams uh, just sort of by title or those phishing, security software, lottery, romance slash catfishing, and the grandparent scam. Those are some of the common ones. We will share the links to both of these uh, articles, but be careful on there. You're pretty much always online now, especially with smartphones, and you just want to make sure you are safe and protected. Adrian, do you have any parting thoughts or anything that you'd like to add? Uh, it's been great, Roshan. Um, I like some of the, the common tactics that we came up with today that can help maybe protect our listeners when it comes to their, their valuable data, their financial information, whatever it may be. Again, it's a, it's a conversation worth having because like you said, Roshan, nowadays, it seems like our information is inevitably going to become more and more online as it comes on with uh, just our phones, our computers, whatever it may be. So just Taking the time now just to protect you in the future is extremely important. Yes. Take care of yourself online. Be careful in the real world and the virtual world. And uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Retirement Lifestyle Show. We will be back next week for you with another interesting topic. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends and family about us. Give us five stars. This has been another episode of the Retirement Lifestyle Show. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. If you found this show helpful, gained knowledge, or enjoyed the time you spent with Roshan, Eric, and Adrian, tell your friends and leave us a five-star review. This will help others discover the show. To access our show notes, download any of the tools mentioned in today's podcast, or to ask us a question, go to retirewithroshan.com. That's retire with Roshan. R-O-S-H-A-N dot com. All opinions expressed by podcast hosts and guests are solely their own. While based on information they believe is reliable, neither Arate Wealth nor its affiliates warrants its completeness or accuracy, nor do their opinions reflect the opinion of Arate Wealth. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be regarded as specific advice or recommendations for any individual. 
Before making any decisions, consult a professional. Finally, our music is The Chance by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. It's part of the YouTube Audio Library, and it's licensed under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening.